0: It's 91.7 in Jan. Marcus in the morning. Special guest in the building. Doing this for the third time. Third we'll do time. The third time, first time in this location, man. Um, pastor, inspirational speaker, dad, artist, and now Arthur Yes, sir. Pastor Keon. And this is, what's happening, bro? Good. Good to hear you, man. Good to see you, sir. And uh hadn't seen you in a while, but uh, definitely follow your Instagram and get a lot of my motivation from you, man. You're doing big things, and I want to tell you, starting this off, man, continue doing that. You are blessing so many people. I get calls. I got a call from New York, hot 97, was like, man, can I get a drop from them and all of that. So, man, you you you're touching the world, bro. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So, um, the author thing, the book.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about. It. So. I got this uh this premonition probably yeah. and it, it came after okay it didn't come before so you know i, I never knew i was going to be an author wait it came after after so when i'm explaining when i start the book out right okay so the the, the title of the book is called the shift and everybody asks me where did the title come from because okay. that's important right right so i'm playing college basketball okay. and the year is 2000 2001. okay playing college basketball and I'm a a junior in college. My coach comes to me and he says, listen man, um, you know, you've got some talent. You know, he says, I don't know if you can go to the NBA, it's possible, but you definitely can go overseas and make a lot of money. Now, at this time, I'm a senior pastor of a church because I started a church when I was 21.
0: Didn't know this stuff, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, I
1: knew you could loop though, but go ahead. (laughs) So I started a church in college. Okay, craziest thing I ever did. Wow. So I'm a senior in college and a senior pastor at the same time. Okay. So basketball practice and Sunday school was at the same time. <laughs> oh wow, okay. So my coach would let me leave basketball practice and go teach Sunday school. Or either I would teach Sunday school, preach and show up late to practice. Wow. Coach comes to me one day and he says, man, you gotta make a decision because the morale on the team is dropping okay. because you get to leave practice early. The guys gotta stay here and, and grind it out. So everybody's mad in the locker room. Right. He said, you need to make a choice. Right. Either you're gonna play basketball are you gonna preach? That's what he told me. This is this is after he said, "Hey, you can make some money overseas too." Yeah. So this is all the same conversation. Wow. He's like you can make some money, but you got to make a decision because you got to dedicate yourself to this. I mean, you got to be here all the time. You yeah. can't practice part time and be, you know, a basketball player full time. Okay. So, um, you know, my answer to him, I looked at coach's <laughs> name Doug Knoll. I looked at coach and I said, "Listen, coach, I said I've been I've been saved by the grace of God since 6. Yeah. I said. Um, i've been preaching since the age of fourteen, yeah I got my decision right now, and he said what is it i said i 'm gonna play basketball <laughs> <laughs> i said i 'm gonna play basketball i said i can I can preach for God, after I get done hooping. Absolutely, okay. I'm so Like I said, the preacher thing, you can do that. Oh, basketball's a short window. they watch this, uh, <laughs> YouTube, did not, nobody expected that answer
0: out of him. He no, didn't need it. At, at
1: he cried laughing at me. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I play basketball. Then I gave him reason. I say like, Al Green, a preacher, but he sing. <laughs> I said, David Robinson, he a preacher, but he play. He played. I started too. naming everybody. Yeah. And uh, that, that conversation happened at four o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. That day. Uh, we played middle tennessee state uh at the gate center in fort wayne indiana at 8 30 that evening i was on a stretcher i tore the acl and the mcl that's the title of the shift the shift came in my knee but well, so i had a copy
0: of the book i'm definitely gonna do my
1: pre-order copy of
0: this book but uh, let's let's dive into the book man what kind of things tra- i know mean, you just got a transparent story but what kind of things can people expect um uh, in this book that pertain to their lives
1: well Basically, I've had so much trauma in my life, and I I think that the transparency that I bring to ministry and just to life has helped me Mm -hmm. because, man, you're talking about um, a mother who had me with my father who I didn't know he was my father until I was 12 years old. You know, he was the pastor of the church that I went to. Um, I'm looking at him every Sunday. He's a great pastor. Not such a great father. God yeah. rested solely. Passed away two years ago in January. Um, so, I wrote this book for people who are in between now and not yet. Yeah. You know, in between history and destiny. Right. And trying to show people how to courageously move through in that season, because um, you know, I think there's a tagline in the Bible says, you know, that in the meantime, yeah. you have to survive in the mean times you know you yeah. get that yeah, yeah, so yeah. life ain't rough i mean it ain't fair yeah. it ain't it ain't you know it doesn't always accommodate did you go through that period
0: of your life under the words we all heard of church hurt right or how did you not go be church hurt yeah. finding that out man that's my dad right there you know yeah. what i
1: mean yeah because you know i remember i'm preaching at 14 yeah. i've been in church my whole life i can't say it was church hurt i had male hurt i mm. can think of my life right now every male okay. up until a certain point that i trusted at some point yeah. hurt me or let me down yeah. the first one was my father mm-hmm. the way i got to houston mm-hmm. remember we talked about this before yeah. i came to houston after meeting a man uh, who heard me preach the commencement message at my seminary in tacoma washington mm-hmm. and he came up to me and he said man i've never heard a young man preach like that i'm 25 years old yeah. he says i'm getting ready to retire i want you to take over for me I leave the church that I started in mm-hmm. Indiana. Mm-hmm. I, I leave the house I had behind. I leave everything behind. I moved to Houston during Hurricane Ike oh. wow. to to succeed a guy and take over the church. Right. And in nine months, he tells me, um, mm. "You know what? It's no longer a deal. You're fired. You're right. free to do whatever." So it's it's just been hurt after hurt after hurt. And Bishop T.D. Jakes, who was a mentor of mine, told me he said sometimes. Uh, People and especially you you have to sit back and realize how much trauma you've been through Yeah, how many things you've actually been through that you've never gotten through? Wow, you know And I said in a sermon yesterday sometimes God has to put you in a place uh, Where others cannot reach you so he can teach you and I think that that isolation um, Of not having a father man. Let me tell you this and, and I remember this like it was yesterday um, I remember going to my father and I said to him, I said, man, do you know how bad it hurts yeah. um, for me to hear you say that men should take care of their children and you don't take care of me? I thought that that would break the ice between you and yeah, I yeah. I was 12. Yeah. A man looked me in my face and said, if it hurts you that bad, you probably need to find another church to go to. That's wow. the kind of stuff that I came through. Pastor
0: Keon in here, man, you know what's so funny? It's a lot of men that are watching this interview or is gonna pick up their book because we got that same story or that same storyline. I'm hearing you and I'm getting goosebumps because I play football, right? And I remember in high school, we were playing the rival school. My dad was dating the star player's mom. Hmm. My job that night was to cover that guy, right? Guy scored a touchdown, right? I twist my ankle on the play. And I remember my dad coming out of the stands just like your story. And I'm expecting him to say, son, are you all right? He comes down and he says, well, maybe they just too good for y'all. So it's going to be a lot of people that pick up this book and, and hear this message and, and can totally relate to that. Man, The Shift is the name of the book.
1: Yeah, man, you just gave me chill, bro. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I'm still scarred from it. You know what I mean? I'm forgiven my dad. We're on a good, We're on a good page now, but that's part of my testimony now, man. But in this book... Take us through the moments when you were writing this book were you on your knees did you any crying moments um, yeah. yeah talk us talk us through that
1: bro yeah all of that do you know i wrote four editions of this book the the publisher kept throwing it back at me because mm-hmm. the first the first edition of it was all pain i didn't even i didn't even realize that I didn't do any application. I didn't know. I didn't do a call to action. Yeah. I just was writing. Yeah, you know, I was just I was going after it, and it was it was painful experience after painful experience. Yeah. I cried. I had to relive it. Um, that's why when I when you read the book, the first page before you get to the introduction, before the first page, and I got my seven year old sitting next to me right now. She doesn't even notice yet. She hasn't even seen the book. She hasn't even seen it. She's never held it. She doesn't know what it looks like. But the first page in the book says, to my dear Caitlin Grace, you have no idea that you inspired this writing and that I would not be here without you. To me, the best page in the book. Wow. Because I see myself now being what I didn't have. I didn't have the father, and now I am here talking to you about the situation with my daughter sitting next to me. So it's a surreal moment because I wrote it with her on my mind, I wrote it um, I remember one time sitting in the bathtub with my clothes on and no water mm. in the tub because it was a moment uh, I remember being angry as a kid and that's where I would go to scream and kick and fight and mm. so when I was writing the book I remember sitting in that tub because I was trying to take my place, myself back to that place yeah um, I, I I tried to make sure that I got the message across. And it took me four times to get to the place where I wasn't so angry. Yeah. To get to the place where I could be a tool mm-hmm. uh, to come and talk to people like you yeah. and others to help you get through the same situation. Pastor, me up. Four times it took you to write this book. Yeah. Pain, tears,
0: a lot coming out while you're writing. How do you get up on Sunday morning or go through your, your, your rain, man, on Saturday when you're getting ready to know you got to go to your church And get his word And You you got All of this emotion And energy coming out For this book Right now
1: Yeah You gotta talk to yourself Yeah You remember in the Bible When it talks about The woman with the issue of blood Yeah And the Bible says that She said to herself If I could just touch To him mm-hmm. of his garment, yeah. Man I had to talk to myself all right. Don't 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 be upset. Yeah. Go in here, Put a smile on your face. Yeah. You know, a lot of times I didn't I wasn't successful because people who know you will say you don't look like yourself today. Yeah. I got a text message from a doctor in our church today. She says, I'm finally seeing that spark coming back in your eyes. So you can't hide it from people who you have real relationships with. Absolutely, yeah. And so I tried to hide it, but I wasn't good at it. I hid it from people who didn't know me, but I couldn't hide it from people who did talk to myself. Um, I would go in the bathroom and close the door. Throw some water on my face and yeah. get it together. Game you know, time. Yeah. yeah, game time. And it came from athletics, man, because yeah. you got to get ready for the game. Yeah. And So, um, you know, I did all of that, and it wasn't easy, and I can't say I was successful all the time. I just wanted to make sure, because I believe in the sanctity and the purity of the pulpit, yeah. I needed to make sure that my personal stuff didn't bleed through that microphone, because yeah. nobody came to church to hear my issue. Yeah. They came to hear how the knowledge that I've accumulated could help them That's to good. get through theirs. Yeah. Man, so many people...
0: Follow you now for your inspirational messages on social media and the church just growing, man. It's, I, I remember last time I was talking to you, we were talking about it was one of the fastest churches growing, you know, and how did you, I mean, I'm sure God speaking to you, you he was like, this is going to be great, mm-hmm. right? How are you handling all of this? You know what I'm saying? Because we start and we say, man, God, I want, I want to put your name on the big
1: stage, right? Then it happens. Mm-hmm. Now how we handle this. Right? I, I didn't expect it. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> right. I expected some growth. I didn't know. Yeah. It was going to do this. Yeah. Uh, if I told you that, I would be telling a fear on this radio. Yeah, man. I had no idea. I knew that we would do something. Yeah, man. I have no clue. Um, I, I've tried to make sure that I kept the main thing the main thing. Like, Absolutely. I have seen preachers uh, blow up in a couple years. Yeah and disappear in a matter of moments. Absolutely. So the way I balance myself is I say, you know what? If they clap loud, they can boo louder. Yeah. So I try to stay humble. I, I stay within the confines of what I can do. Yeah. And I make sure, this is God's honest truth, I make it all about Him. I feel oh. uncomfortable saying my church. You'll never hear me say my church, yeah. our church. You yeah. never hear me say my ministry. Yeah. It's, it's our ministry. You never hear me say me or my I'm afraid of it. Yeah, yeah. It belongs to God, and you know, so, I'm gonna I'm it. gonna say something, man. And man, I told myself I would not say this, but the truth is, um, is the first chapter of the book talks about a divorce. Okay. You know, a lot of pastors can't say that they went through that or will admit that, but I did. Yeah, man. And um, I was expecting the church yeah, man. to just unravel at the seams. Yeah, that's you what it seems like. That's Yeah. I was scared to death. Right. I'm writing to tell people that they shouldn't have fear, and I'm scared to death. I'm telling people be courageous, and I'm biting my fingernails. I'm telling people uh, that you got to walk by faith, and I have none at all. I'm telling people that God can wipe tears away, but he wasn't wiping mine away. Bro, that's God. God was speaking that through you you because you didn't have it in you yourself. No, no, I never did. I've never preached a sermon. He he spoke all of them. He used me as a vessel. And the caveat in the end of the story was this. The church not only didn't unravel, it grew. We've got four locations, over 10,000 members. And that's when I learned something, Marcus. I learned this important lesson. The reason why the church did not dissolve is because I didn't build it on me. I had built it on him. And even when I was unraveling, the church was growing because it was built on something stronger than me. And that's what the book is talking about Like You've you got to understand that, that the Bible says Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness And all these things shall be added unto you yeah. I'm just a vessel I get scared, I cry, I pray I'm yeah. fearful Yet I have to tell people Not to do those things But it brings a certain um, Trust factor to it because I'm telling them Now I'm telling you this because yeah. I know it by knowledge
0: yeah.
1: Please but, understand I have not apprehended this yeah. I don't have this down pat there's once my one of my favorite quotes is that whenever there is a student and the teacher, okay. the only person who's learning or the person who's learning the most is the teachers. I'm learning when I'm preaching. Yeah. I'm learning. I'm looking at their reactions. I'm learning how to do it. So, um, yeah, man, man, it's it's been a crazy journey, but um I've managed so far after twenty five years of ministry, yeah. uh, to keep to keep it separate and to marry it, meaning that personal life and struggle and the transparency has been my saving grace. Cause man, I am far from perfect. Yeah. Um, I've got flaws. Um, if somebody make me mad, my temper can go from zero to a hundred. Yeah. Real quick. Real quick with a Bible in my head. You know what, and
0: speaking of that transparency, man, we're in an era where um, I think people of faith and, and non-believers, they want that real, right? We're in that era where people are like, man, give it to me, raw, give it to me like that. How do you, 25 years? Yeah. How do you not go over, I'm gonna say our, how do you not go over our heads? Right? Now, like I said, I, I, I see your, your social media posts and I'm always like, whoo, right? Mm-hmm. You're talking to us, and I'm, I'm gonna continue to say it like that. You're talking to us. Being being on the platform you're on, or being a man of God, how do you how do you not get too far where people are like, I just don't get it because yeah. a lot of I think that's a lot of pastors' issues. Sometimes you might be just way over my head.
1: Man, well, okay, ten thousand members, four locations. Yeah, I have preached in London, Africa, yeah. Australia. Uh, I've been to forty-two out of the fifty states. Uh, I've been around this world. Yeah, man. I've been on stages where there were. 15,000 people i got an engagement coming up i'm preaching for bishop Jake's leadership conference in charlotte north carolina it's going to be 10 fifteen thousand people there okay here's how i do it yeah okay. i'm going to preach for steve furtick one time this year okay i'm going to preach for bishop jakes one time in the year okay. i preach for hillsong church one time in the year Go ahead, but yeah the other 300 It's gonna be at the Lighthouse Church. Love it. And every year before Lighthouse Church was at New Horizon Church, a Pilgrim Rest Missionary Baptist Church, where I had no more than ten members. I know for a fact that what made me is not what you see now. What made me is what you never saw. You never saw me preaching in a church that had eight feet of water in the basement during the service because I couldn't afford to have anybody come pump it out. You didn't see me in a church where a TV tray was my desk and I studied from a TV tray and I still have that TV tray in my house now to remind me where I came from. You didn't see me uh, renting a, a daycare facility for sixty dollars a week mm. and the reason the price was so low is because they made me the janitor and i had to clean up all the dirty diapers and all of the throw up man. and all of the food and all of the goldfish and mop the floor don't see that. so so you asked me how did i how because i've only been at this level for a few years yeah. this new money yeah, but my roots are in the grind and in the struggle, growing up in Gary, Indiana, to a mother who worked at Taco Bell and made $7 an hour, roaches in the house. We used to have to set bombs off in the house and go out and my mama would act like we were playing just to make sure the roaches was dead when we get back.
0: (laughs) You might be my neighbor next to somebody that gets that set the bomb, I know the bomb. You know
1: the bomb, when you hit it and that smoke come out. You gotta go for it. You gotta go, can't come back home for four hours. And then you come back and they land everywhere. So, uh you talking about we can grow grocery shopping, man. Yeah, man. We used to, let I me, mean, my mama was so cold. Yeah,
0: man.
1: She worked at Taco Bell, okay. made $7 an hour. Okay. Before that, she worked at a place called Zales, who made chili cheese hot dogs and chili cheese hamburgers. <laughs> For seven years, the only thing we ate was either Zales or Taco Bell. Yeah, man. And my mom was so cold that she became the regional manager of Taco Bell yeah. and hired all of her kids. Look at God, man. So, this is how we ate. Yeah. We all went to work. Yeah. We stole a couple tacos yeah. while we was there working. And then we packed up a doggy bag and took it home. I have ate so much Taco Bell in my life. Yeah. Yesterday, I asked my daughter, I said, what you want to eat? She said, Taco Bell. I said, no, nah, baby, no, nah, baby, no, nah, baby, no, nah, baby. <laughs> so I'm 38 years old. Yeah, man. 34 years of my life of struggle.
0: Yeah, man.
1: What do I have to be hearty about? What? Look over
0: who? I'm you here know. i'm hearing that speak to the people right now that want that uh microwave success they want what that we want pastor kia
1: pack church td jakes hills we want that now ain't no nutrition in the microwavable food so it won't last and you won't grow yeah man like you know it'll give you a quick fix but it won't last you know um there's a difference between growth and swelling anything that gets big quick it's probably a sign of infection and swells like for instance, if you if you bump your knee right now to swell up. Yes, sir. That's trauma. Yes sir. Things that grow take time. Right? Yeah. There's a there's a story about the Chinese bamboo tree and it talks about how it stays on the ground. It grows for six to eight years, and then all of a sudden in 90 days, it's eight feet tall. Uh, you got to be on the ground. I mean, again, I've been preaching 25 years, been pastoring 15 to 16 years, and people look at me and see what God has done. But let me tell you something. It wasn't without not knowing who my father was. It It wasn't without growing up on government assistance and spending food. In the meantime, in the meantime, that's the goal, man, to take a brother like you who is successful, everybody in Houston know you, know you all over the country, yeah. but don't nobody know behind their mic yeah. and behind all of these hundreds of thousands of listeners is a kid who still remembers twisting their ankle, yeah. guarding their father's uh, person he's dating his child on the other team Absolutely. and thinking that he yeah. ought to come to you. And yeah. he went, nobody knows that. Yeah. So to every person behind the microphone, yeah. to every person behind a TV screen, mm-hmm. uh, to every person behind a desk, yeah. Uh, on the 15th floor of a building behind all of those success stories is trauma and this book is for people who are in the middle between history and destiny between right now and not yet and if i can help you to manage this middle then i can show you how to handle the top how we get to this book so you can go to Mm keonhendersonbook.com it'll show you all of the different platforms uh that you can get it on you can follow me on social media at pastor keon my name is keion um, you know we uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yep. Uh, we've got, I mean, uh, our website. We've got apps. We got everything. Yep. The, the Lighthouse Church and it's T H uh, L C in the uh, App Store. So any of those mediums to get get you to us. Address uh, of, the, of the main church: sixty six fifty Rankin Road. That's for those of you all who are out in the humble area. Uh, we are at a Grooves Club yep. uh, Central. That's a one thirty service on the first through fourth Sundays. We're on Kissington uh, in Sugarland, and we're at the um, uh, the Embassy Suites uh, out west uh, for the Katy Church. Mm-hmm. I love
0: watching your growth, man. Loving love and calling you a brother. I will see you in Vegas, see you in Houston. You're the same guy, and we will going to continue to watch you grow, man. Um, blessings to the book. I'm ordering my pre-ordered copy, ASAP. You know you're always a family member to come through. Show and
1: uh I just I just appreciate you so much. And man, let me tell you, if we would have had them, because we so early, we uh come out on the 24th. If I'd have had them I'd have brought you on one day. But I'm gonna make sure they get you one. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you, man. I'm a people watching, you know how we do it, man. Pray us out of here. Lord God, we are so grateful for this opportunity. First, I thank you for this host. I pray God that you would bless him with the most, that he can continue to speak life into people who are listening for your knowledge. God, we pray, God, for every person who's driving or who'll be listening by way of the radio or who'll be listening by way of the internet. God, we're asking that you would help us to build something, God, and as we shift culture and shift mindsets and shift mentalities, we pray, God, that you would give us enough substance uh, and enough peace uh, to uh, handle the in-between times and the transition, and then, God, we pray, God, that what you do for us, that we will be able to pass on to the next generation. We're grateful, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.